morning, let's talk about ministry. Some are called to teach, prophets, we've got evangelists, we've got pastors, youth leaders, singers, um, different leadership roles within ministry. And I have found that, and, and understand this, I am at the beginning stages of stepping out, okay? Been called all my life, but the setup has not always been there. I've had to grow, I've had to change. But now I'm at a position where it's like, okay, let's get serious about your purpose and your calling. Nothing else matters at all but your purpose and your calling. So as I'm feeling this passion, it is not pressure, it is passion. There is a difference. As this passion is beginning to rise in me and I'm feeling more like, the only reason I want to be on this earth right now is to call for my calling. As I start to draw closer to that, seek God for that, read the word, pray more, think more on the Lord, have conversations with the Lord, and really try to fix things within my life, you know, as I begin to pursue um, a couple things, well, what has happened I have found um, a, a pothole, if you will. I've found a pothole on my journey. And this little hole has caused me to get super discouraged and feel very heavy. Um, so, like, I will be gun ho about really doing this thing. But then I get my eyes on the people. I don't realize it's happening, but I start trying to take care of the problem. I start trying to, and ultimately, it's it's I'm trying to do God's part. I don't realize it uh, I, because I'm I'm learning. I, I'm like wanting to get in and really start seeing some changes, and then I feel the weight of the per, the people, and I feel the heaviness that comes along when you um, get your eyes on people. So what the Holy Spirit has been teaching me, and I'm, I'm in round two of this teaching, I, I went, and I always find it so um, wise when the Holy Spirit will let you go down a trail, like go down, kind of sink into something that he knows is sinking, he knows it's, it's a trap, and he knows it's going to, uh, it's not the way you want to do it, but he lets me do it until it gets to me to a, a bottom low, and I'm like, wait a minute what's going on here? This isn't cool. And it's at that moment where I'm, apparently I'm really submissive and ready for him to just explain it to me now. I'm desperate for that change because now I'm, I'm either emotionally uh, drained or I'm frustrated. Um, and I'm seeking answers now. So he kind of, I've noticed that throughout my life that the Holy Spirit, when you first touch something, he doesn't, it's kind of like when you first kind of touch the stove you know, your, your hand's not right on the burner. So you, you might touch the side of the stove, stove. Knowing that the stove's on, he may not smack my hand. However, you know, I get a little closer and he still doesn't smack my hand. 
Then I get a little bit closer and I'm starting to feel pressure. And you would think the pressure would start to wake me up. You would think the hotness on my fingers would start to say, hey, this is getting hot, but it doesn't. And, and there are times in my life where I literally have to take my hand and smack the top of that burner and really get burnt before I say, ouch. And it's at that moment, the Holy Spirit says, are you ready now? And I say, yes, I'm frustrated, I'm discouraged, and I want to walk away right now. And it's at that moment when the Holy Spirit begins to teach me, I'm willing to listen, and I'm desperate for that change because now I'm consumed by the frustrations. Um, so in ministry, the when I think about the people, and I look individually, or I look at circumstances, or I see the resistance, or I see the struggles, or um, I see the growth, that it's the different things that are needed. I get consumed and overwhelmed by that. I also get to the place where I feel like I have to fix it. I've got to teach them. i got to show them. i got to do it. I start to pull this thing where I am doing it for God, and I'm doing it because I love them, but I'm going about it the wrong way. And I'm in my second round of this. It was different scenarios completely, but it ultimately turned into the same results uh, of learning that I needed. Um, in this situation, God has turned my eyes back to him and say, do it for me. Whatever you teach, do it for me. Now, ultimately, the result's going to get healing to the people if it's, if it's anointed by God. And those who will attach their faith to that, that's going to, it's going to manifest what it needs to manifest the same way. But it's going to be, my mind won't be on the people. My mind is on God. My mind is, I'm speaking a word that is being brought by God and it is being in my heart done for God and when it's being done for God and not for people suddenly the weight feels completely different now I don't feel consumed by people now it's that's between you and God if you take it oh I love it you couldn't imagine the weight that feels lifted and I know it, it sounds so silly just the idea of doing it for God takes the complete weight of it off for me. First of all, when I think about doing it for God, I know he knows my heart. So now all the weight of me trying to prove myself or my intentions or my personality is gone. Now I don't have to worry about Oh gosh, what if they take it this way? What if they think I, you know, one of the things the enemy likes to play with me is, oh, they think you know it all, Misty. They think they're looking at you like she thinks she knows it all. That bothers me big time. And most of my life I've pulled back because of that. I pull back because of this thought, the enemy, and, and I can tell you that the enemy is the thinker of that. But at the same time, when I'm in the midst of that, it causes me to kind of back off, which is a trick of the enemy. But, or they think you're better than, than them. And, and it, it's just, um, 
it's a hindrance to my ministry. But here's the thing. As soon as I put the reason I'm doing it, and I'm doing it for God, literally for Him, and to Him, if you will, almost like I, I'm speaking to Him, even though it's going to the people, I know I'm not being judged now by how I present it. I know if, if I don't, whatever my lacking thereof is, that's on Him to teach me to be better. As long as my heart is pure and in the right place and I desire to do it His way, wherever I mess up along the way will be things that He will have to fix within me to make me present in a way He wants it presented. So it takes a lot of my failures, if there are, there are any, it takes that off of me. It takes their judgment off of me because it's like, hey, I'm just giving you what God gave me. That's between you and God, how you take or receive it. It also takes off the burden of me having to see that manifest in their life and, and, and play out in their life. One of the things as, as someone who really loves life coaching and, and people, one of the things is I'm, that I really lack in is my desire to take it easy, slow, at a slow pace. I'm ready for the, you know, the, the, the surgery in one day that totally fixes a problem. And that's, and, and, and maybe I'm being a little extreme, but at the same time, I need to slow down. I need to understand how God did it with me. I did not turn into the person I am today without 20 years invested in changing my life. And if it took me 20 years to even get where I'm at now, and I still have a lot of growing to do, then how in the world can I, not being not even God, could be able to, to talk with people and and uh, minister with people and believe they can start changing overnight in a week, a month or two. So me being human, I can't carry another human's burden. I can only carry my burden. I can share my passion with other people and I can pray that that, that passion, that conversation, those experiences that I share, that they will minister to that person and that the Holy Spirit will um, anoint it to be that medicine for that person or to be um, an example that, that helps that person. But that's between them and God. And so many times I have just felt like my job or the reason I even have ran, I guess they say run. I, I, don't, I don't feel that I've ran for ministry, but I think I've just always needed I feel like it's not a thing I've, you know, God's called me into and I'm running from it. I don't look at it that way. I'm on time and God's on time. God knew, knew exactly when I was going to be ready enough for this day. So I wasn't really running from it. Um, I was playing out life and letting life with the Holy Spirit lead me to that, um, that moment when, when ministry would unfold. So, um, the, the, excuse me, the, um, the moments here. And now as I begin to step out more on faith, um, 
putting myself out there, leaving my comfortable church to go into a very small church that needs workers and needs someone to, you know, needs a group, needs people to come in and help build the church and help let the Lord use them in the church. You know, this is a huge out of my comfort zone, but it's, it's me stepping into uh, that ministry. But in doing so, it's not my place to fix the problems there. It's my place. The Holy Spirit says it's your place to be exactly what God has put in you to be. And that is the example that will set. But you're not there to fix these problems. You're not there to set the tone, if you will, for the anointing in that room. It, it, it's not you. you but, but you be you. And... God will use it in the way that he uses it. So now it's not about me having to do something for the people. It's more about you just being yourself. Let the anointing do what he does in you. You um, always stand willing and as a servant. I have got to keep a servant's heart. And I am not serving people. I am serving God. And as long as I'm serving God, he can use me to serve people. Amen. There, there, it's just a different, and, and maybe, maybe some people don't struggle with this. Maybe they don't feel the weight of people. I have always done that. I went when I was younger, and I um, went to college. I went for psychology. Wasn't necessarily something I believe long term I could actually have done. I didn't, and so because when you deal with people, they don't. They listen to what you're saying. They may agree with you, but then they leave that room and it does not follow through with them a lot of times. And that can be extremely discouraging when you've invested more of your past, you've invested your whole heart in teaching somebody and um, counseling someone. And for me, because of my personality, I can't meet someone once a week and repeat the same thing over and over. They barely change. They barely want to put the effort in and they still want to cry about the situation. Now I understand crying about a situation. I've spent years on many situations. I'm probably notorious for carrying the same hurt and situation for many years. So I'm not crying about that. I'm saying making changes willing to put the effort into making changes. You know, um, you know, even if you have to stop midway, even if you're climbing a mountain and you get, you know, a quarter way up that mountain and you have to stop and take a break and you stay there and you kind of plant yourself there for a while, that's okay. But at some point, be prepared to go to the next phase of walking on this mountain until you have brought yourself a little further ahead because growth is so important to me, okay? But my point is, you know, when I am working with people and I don't get, I, I, I don't get to do ministry. I, I do work one-on-one -on -one with people. That's my job, my actual job in, in the secular world. Um, I would like to be more involved in the church uh, counseling um, and, and spiritual growth with people. But, um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that if I were to 
do it for any reason other than God, I would quickly get discouraged because with people, the turnaround rate and the, 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 the time that it takes for somebody to really start to change in areas can be discouraging to someone who cares so passionately. And sometimes it can feel like you care more than they care. You see? And the, um, the, uh, when I, when I place my faith in God and I'm just doing what God wants me to do, I'm looking at God for results. That's me and him, whatever, you know, that's where it's at for me is just seeing his, um, purpose being done, seeing, uh, if my purpose is just to minister like that and I get to do that and it's for him and he and I can look at each other knowing I'm serving my purpose, that's my results I need. I don't look at the person and think I need them to do this so that they can get some results and that's where my joy is now because then I'm going to become discouraged and the reality is if we would go into all of our jobs as a parenting, if we go into parenting, I think it's easier to do parenting uh, in ministry, but anything we go do, if we go into it with the mindset that you're doing it for God, it would make a joy come about with that job versus waiting for the accolades to come with your boss, your coworker, uh, numbers, uh, whatever it is that, uh, brings about, uh, fulfillment at that job. They're slow, they're short and far in between. So you can become discouraged and feel like you're doing a pointless job unless you're doing it for God. And so if you do it for God, suddenly there's a joy in it, but how do you do it for God? Well, every situation can be different. You know, uh, the job I have right now, there's one area that I find that I do for God. It's the area of, I have a, uh, um, let's see, how do I say this? You, you could easily um, be dishonest at my job, okay? I could easily say I arrived someplace earlier than I, I did arrive. I could easily say I stayed longer than I did. Uh, you could just easily mess time, you know, mess with your time because there's a, we are on a, um, what do you call it? A, um, trust basis type thing. So when I do that though, I do it as unto God because that way I don't let my flesh rise and try to benefit myself. Um, it would be small benefits. It wouldn't be like something dramatic, but you know, just it, it, but if I had a chance to do that, the flesh is like, well, you know, you did get here this time, you know, even though she hasn't come out yet, you know, you know, there's a way to manipulate all of that. And the flesh would do that because it would benefit me. It would actually benefit me. Um, but because I do it for the Lord and I look at him as my manager, I look at God as the manager over me so that because God is going to be my promoter, the job I have right now my manager will not be the one that promotes me. They may think they are, okay? Um, they may think that they're the ones who's going to give me the raise or the promotion or whatever, but my manager is God. And because I know it's, I'm doing it unto him, he, and, and, and see, that's the thing. 
when you're doing it unto him, he is the big picture God. He is your big employer. So whereas capabilities or companies that you work for might have the ability to um, promote or demote or you know, switch things around. The real big picture is with God. He has the ability to help me grow in a level that takes me even out of my current job. So there may be a job, complete job uh, change completely. And it would be due to the fact that God is the manager in the big picture. And I am employed by God and he's my supervisor. So, um, but nonetheless, I, I didn't want to drag that on too much, but I think I might have. I just want to be very sure that everything I do, I do it unto God because that's the only way, first of all, that you're going to find peace. And it's the only way that you can really sustain ministry. You know, there's the ministry burnout. You've ever heard of that where people get burnt out on, on the ministry. And it's because their eyes get on people uh, they get attacked from people. Um, that's a hard one. You're putting your heart out there. You're sacrificing your time. You're sacrificing so much of even your family for people. And then they come back and attack you. So this is why if you do not keep our, if we, I should say, do not keep our eyes focused and on God, we're going to burn out quick. Discouragement comes in, disappointment and even a bitterness can come in. You know, I, I've seen pastors look pretty close to bitter <laughs> after years of dealing with uh, their congregation. Uh, and not saying it's not their fault, too. I, it goes both ways. Uh, but you don't want that. If we keep our eyes on God, do it for Him. And, and I think, I, for me, I can tell already, I'm going to need constant reminders of that. This isn't something that, because it's innate, it's, it's just, it is who I am, where I feel like I have to fix things. Um, I feel like everything's, you know, I think it comes from childhood up, um, the environment that we're raised in. Sometimes that's the reason why we feel like we need to control things more to keep things in order. It won't stay in order unless I control it. Uh, that type of thing. So that growth is going to be a necessary for me. And I think the reminder for me to, is going to be often, I almost need like um, a tattoo that says, it's not about you. Keep your eyes on God, not on people. And so, um, but yeah, I'm uh, about ready to end my, my time here, but I just wanted to share that thought with you. So, uh, be blessed until we meet again, um, praying for your growth and, uh, let the Lord be with you.